You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One more segment to go on with the show. Guys, it's time for Andy's favorite, your favorite. Everything goes. This is the unfiltered. Uh, ball pit at a Chuck E. Cheese, if you will, where everyone hops in and there's a little something for everyone, including boogers. That's right. It's time for Pat's Potpourri, or as Andy calls it, Pat's Puri. Pat's Puri. Pat's Puri, baby. And, and I would just like to lead off with real quick, quick, fresh take, little zip take, if you will, boys. I don't know if you heard, because the internet went ablaze on Wednesday. Pat the Patriot, the red throwbacks are back. Nice job by the Patriots PR team. Love the content that they whipped up with the DeLorean uh, getting Slater, Judon, David Andrews, and my guy Kendrick Bourne involved in the shoot. Everyone's wanted them back for years. They last wore them in the 2010 season. I think the last time they wore them was the Randy Moss return game when the Patriots won at home in Foxborough in 2010. So they haven't been on the show. I mean, you could probably find one, but we haven't seen them on the field in 12 years. Overdue, everyone loves them. Of course, they're a nod and throwback to when the Patriots mostly sucked. So my question is, are you guys as excited? And Andy, if the Patriots wear these, uh, do we have to watch the games on tube TVs uh, via antennas that we have to Jerry wrangle on top of them? And you actually Jerry. have to go to New Hampshire and watch from there to get out <laughs> because they're of black yes. because they're blacked out and get out of this yeah. viewing area. No, I, yeah. I love them. I'm always intrigued, though. I think they've become so romanticized. They uh, have. I don't think Why? people loved them at the time, and I don't know that's because what you said, Fitzy, they associated the logo with losing or bad seasons, which in some ways, compared to now, did they lose a lot? Sure. But they were one of the dominant teams in the NFL in the late 70s. They Correct. went to the Super Bowl in 85. Then they went to the Super Bowl in like 10 years in later. 94. It's like... It was the three-year shit show leading hey, up to... Hey, hey. It's all right. Every well, now no, and again. So here's, here's what I would say, too. The as Rod a, Rustin McPherson years. As a younger fan who didn't grow up with any of that and has only seen the throwback jerseys and uniforms in the like the that, what, 08, 09, mm-hmm. 10 era... Yep. Uh, I got to tell you, I don't give a rat's behind about Pat Patriot. I just want those red jerseys. See, that's what those I like. Those things fresh, are fresh. Clean. Which is why I've never understood why they don't have an alternate red. A it should third just be, jersey I don't red. understand why they didn't just make a white helmet with the flying Elvis and then the red mm-hmm. jersey. What about just a red jersey? Just a red jersey in your with rotation? With a silver helmet? Yeah. That works, like, too. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a designer. I don't think that would have worked as well. It See, may not have, but like I don't understand why you couldn't have done a white helmet with the flying Elvis and the red jersey. Single-use lid rules are so ridiculous, and now they've Dumb. obviously changed them, which is what well, allows. There was few the things dumber than CTE rules, and then we yeah. got them with COVID, and we've learned retroactively that both had really stupid rules in the mm-hmm. present that they didn't understand, and there was little to no science behind them, and all that. All right, crap. let's not go down that hole right now. Why not? I like that hole. Hey. <laughs> Um, but yes, no, I love the red, love, love it. the red mm-hmm. lo- and I like the Pat Patriot, but I've always felt like he is the backup quarterback. Everybody <laughs> likes him. And then, but then if you put him in full time, you're like, 
Huh, starting to see why he was the backup quarterback. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of that why going on. Redesign. But that's why it's a perfect world where we get yeah. some of both. Yep. Uh, guys, I noticed this. This just happened to come across the old feed last night. Real quick, just wanted to get a take on it. This came from at Jordan Football. Uh, uh, somebody put up just one of those like, all right, we got nothing else to talk about, so let's just do a ranking and start a conversation. Thanks. It said, Tom Brady is the GOAT. But who, in your mind, is the second best quarterback of all time? In this guy's little pyramid of quarterback greatness, Brady on the top of the pyramid all by himself. Tier two, Manning, Montana, Breeze, and Rodgers. Stupid. And, yep, okay, already. And tier three, Elway, Graham, Marino, Unitas, Favre, yes, and Young. How, did okay. it, how is Elway so low? Like, I don't know. To me, because well, everybody just overlooks him now. Right. Everybody it's, just forgets right. how good Elway was. So he well, went to he the Super Bowl at a press conference, which didn't. Did he go like three or four years? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then he went won at the back bunch. end. Yeah. And I'm sorry if we're basing it on any physical tools. Mm-hmm. Elway's near the top of the list, if not the top right. of the list. He could run. He was. He was Josh Allen. Yeah, he was Josh, Josh Allen, Allen a long time ago. Right. Yep. Probably with a stronger arm. You remember all those stories about how right. if you didn't catch it with your hands, it would hit your chest, and then you have the cross of the football. Yeah, well, in Brett your Favre chest. also like dislocated more fingers than uh, he threw touchdowns. In but he career. wasn't dedicated to winning. You could say he underachieved. Like, right. and Brett Favre was also a wild man with his throws. <laughs> yeah, like the Mike Holmes. Joe, could John Elway was wild done? Man. Did you get yeah. that out of your system now? Can we play football now? You're done. John Elway was like an actual just amazing thrower right. of the football. I think, to be honest with you, I think there's a clear number two, and it's relatively easy for me. I think Peyton Manning Thank is the second you. greatest quarterback of all time. So I don't there. think it's relatively cl- close in my but, opinion. You know, but people in Patriots Nation don't want to hear that. Like, what are you talking about? Brady got the best of Brady and Brady Until Manning. 2007, which of Peyton course was, was the, the great... greatest quarterback to have ever lived. Well, which, of course, was the greatest win. rivalry. Winning's I part think of was... quarterback. The Brady went eventually eleven and six overall against it. When Bob in, Sanders, in Brady won. Manning, but I and with the Broncos, lucky us for the Brady Manning rivalry. Everybody else made it more. Uh, Shime, I'm with you one hundred percent, and I would probably put Montana three. I'd put Elway four. I don't know who I'd put at five if I had to go with a top five. But I agree. The way see, Brady's the greatest of all time. But uh, hot take alert. I think Peyton Manning is the one who probably changed the game more because I don't think we had ever seen anybody make more line of scrimmage audibles and the pre-snap reads. Like, the way everybody quarterbacks now, you can thank Peyton Manning. If you want to say 20 years from now, then Patrick Mahomes did something with the wild freestyling moving around like J.K., the lead singer from Jamiroquai, or Josh Allen. Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you'll talk about that. It could be Aaron Rodgers as well. But right now, to me, the biggest innovations at the quarterback position over the last 25 years came from Peyton Manning. And, yeah, okay, he didn't have the same refuse to lose that Joe Montana, the perfection of Montana, the refuse to lose greatness of Brady. But it's hard to disagree with the fact that Peyton Manning was just effing awesome. He was, but he was a cracker. He cracked under pressure at times. I don't like Rich crackers. Some, uh, or that's fair. I, and I mean, I, that's, why, that's why it's all subjective, right? You can yes. have your list and I'll have mine. But yeah. But they're all in the conversation. The conversation. Yep. And right. I like. I, I think my list is very similar to yours. I would just have Manning on the lower side of it with Montana, Elway, Brady. Can I tell you the dumbest thing on this list? So I read you guys the first three tiers. I know. The the dumbest thing you already gave us was Drew Brees being in that second tier. Uh, Most overrated quarterback in NFL history. Perhaps perhaps so. No, but wait, there's more. Act now, and in tier four, you'll get Bart Starr, Troy Aikman, Ben Roethlisberger, Staubach, Tarkenton. These are all legends, by the way, and multiple Super Bowl winners. Russell Wilson and Eli Manning. He won twice. That's the only reason they put him there. And he beat the the guy at the top of the list twice to do the winning. Yeah. 
I do I believe t- if he won twice but beat like Rex Grossman and Matt Hasselbeck, yeah, nobody would care. No one would care, but no, he beat Brady twice. That buffed him up. The flip side of that is, by the way, my anti Manning argument for Peyton. If Tom Brady didn't exist, it might have been a slam dunk Peyton Manning. Oh, it would have been a slam dunk. If Brady didn't come along to ruin all his fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just, when you think about it, like, there would have been that no, no, what was it? The three tie law interception game. Yeah. There would have been. Yeah, there would have been no 2015 uh, <laughs> AFC Championship game. There Willie would have been McGinnis making the tackle in 2003 when they should have won the game at home. Brady yep. beating them in the Battle of the Unbeaten's in 2007. Like just a couple. He wouldn't of things have had to overcome that deficit in 2006 mm-hmm. uh, in the AFC oh, Championship yeah. game. Was it 21 but to that three? Actually helped him. Uh, I think. Yeah, there was, was that a definitely a bit of a big time. But then, but then he also went on to beat Rex Grossman. So yes. Uh, so okay. I have one Fitzy. Hit me. I'm going to give you three names, and I want you to give me their odds of being fired this year. Ooh, okay. Ooh, okay. Bill Belichick. Uh, Chris Scheim. No. <laughs> Andy Hart. Ouch. Bill Belichick. I just got, I just got a hired like six months ago. <laughs> Bill Not Belichick, Lovey Smith, Todd Bowles. Mm. Who's most likely to get fired? I would probably put it in the order Todd Bowles, Bill Belichick, Lovey Smith. Trick question. You were set up like an MFer. According to the odds from our friends over at betonline.ag, Bill Belichick, Lovey Smith, and Todd Bowles are all in the middle of the pack to be the first NFL coach fired at 50-1 to 1 odds. And I say middle of the pack because there is a good chunk of at least 10 guys behind them that are less likely to be fired than Bill Belichick. Well, I mean, when you say trick question, I'm just telling you between those three, no, if no, I no, had no. to rank he, those three the in point order. Is, the point mm-hmm. is, is that... They're not getting Belichick fired. isn't. Yeah, no, no, no. The point is, no, the point Belichick is, they is could in the be. middle. Bowles they could do could something to get, get fired. He could piss Brady off and be out tomorrow. Bill Belichick is not being fired in the middle of the season unless there is some, I mean, hellacious mm-hmm. scandal of, no. like, we've never seen that. Some scandal where Dan Snyder goes, oh, shoot, he's in oh trouble. <laughs> I mean, and I just, I find that alarming that he's 50 to 1, whereas. Sean McVay, Sean McDermott, Josh McDaniels, and Josh McDaniels is a hundred to one, and Belichick's fifty to one. I, I just, I'm sorry, this list I think is stupid because they also have Cliff Kingsbury and Mike Vrabel both at twelve to one. And I said oh. to Shime off air, if Mike Vrabel gets fired, that might be the only way I'd fire Bill Belichick because I'd hire Mike Vrabel, so I'd have him for the next <laughs> the, fifteen years. The immediate years. successor. Yes. yes. No, Cliff Kingsbury is. A, can we all be honest, guys? Great voice, handsome AF. Terrible football coach. And living by a thread of his all-white pants. Yeah, I don't right think now. he's terrible. I, I just don't think he's that good either. He's not good. He's like his quarterback. They're great at the beginning of the season, then they stink Overrated. The they are similar. Clap, clap, clap. Hey, I just read this on Twitter. I'm not sure exactly how breaking uh, must this be will true. be tomorrow. Um, uh, Rev's head coach and sports director, Bruce Arena, uh, told a different radio station in town, Gillette Stadium will recommit to grass once the World Cup comes to Foxborough in 2026. By the way, shout out Gillette Stadium. Nobody had a better World last week than, than Gillette Stadium. Gillette Stadium securing the rights to one of the great football games, great times, great traditions in all American Ooh, Army sports. Army-Navy, that's right. The 2023 Army-Navy game. I had a chance to cover the tailgate a couple times for CBS Sports. It, it's shime. It's so emotional. The spirit, the camaraderie, the patriotism. Uh, the fun that these guys all have, push just ups. paying tribute to each other, uh, just tons of push-ups, jokes about the Air Force. It's a great time. And then the World Cup coming, like, I cannot freaking wait. And I will be there. I will use every 
available means. I will pull every string possible to make sure I can take my little ones to go see a World Cup game in person, especially. I'll go by myself. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to take home. I will be there. Oh, Andy, come on. you got to go see a World Cup match. What are you talking about? Yeah, have to? Like a bucket list thing? It's your homework. Yes, Yes, it is. Okay. Fine, Shime. If I get a four-pack, it'll be you, me, and the kids. Let's go. What about me? I'm there. Now I have FOMO. Nope. Nope. Now, now you, I got not FOMO. Be- right. Fitzy, you don't have to worry about me. I'll get Emperor Hill to get me a ticket. It's fine. FOMO. Yeah, but then you have to drive him, and then you have to tell everyone he how won't much you go. love whatever he'll hard seltzer he's <laughs> he'll be drinking too be, at the He'll time. be too busy at Moo or Davio's having dinner. <laughs> so yeah. the, where you or, st- or Lincoln pretending he's not hitting on someone. Where you started with this, though, um, that's been yeah. in the rumblings for a while, that even yeah. Belichick would like to go back to grass. All that, the players. Yeah. Uh, well, the players, I know the players. All do. want it. They can't. Uh, they don't it, have Dietrich, a say, sadly. Dietrich Wise told me he can't stand it. They all want to go back to it. Funny thing is they couldn't stand the, the grass before Richard Seymour used to bitch about the sand that he used to have to pass rush on because it was so bad. And do you remember the game? Fixer. Do you remember the game that led them to tear up the grass and switch to turf? Uh, it was right before a Bears game, wasn't it? It was the law. Yes, good job, Andy. It was the loss in the mud to Eric Mangini's New York Jets when Doug Gabriel fumbled a pass going down the sidelines, costing the Patriots the game. It was an absolute blank show out there all day long. And then next time they have a home game, that, of course, was the Brady-Juking-Erlacher game on Thanksgiving weekend 2006. Goodbye, grass, and hello, field turf. That's good, though. That's actually a a growing sentiment in a lot of sports, which is going to be problematic for all these youth fields that have gone to field turf and all these high schools. But certainly I would be all for it. The one downside that I look for as me being the youth sports guy, does that mean no Super Bowls at Gillette Stadium for Mm. the high schools because Mm. playing whatever it is, eight, nine games in a single day could be be hellacious to the the new grass. Yeah. Uh, Last quick topic before we punch it chewy and we call it a pod. Uh, Rob Ninkovich, who has been mentioned a few many times on this podcast. Hopefully he'll join us one day here on Six Rings Pod. Ninko, a guest of Gush, the Greg Hill Show recently, and he said, are you ready for this? Ready. the New England Patriots, he has them at a 12-5 and record. They are a 12-win team this year, which sails three-and-a-half dubs over the Vegas line of eight-and-a-half. Vegas has the Patriots as a pure 500 team, which is difficult to do when you play an uneven schedule or an odd number of games. Do you guys believe Rob Ninkovich needs an intervention, or do you think there's any chance in the world the Patriots can actually win 12 games this season? Sexual chocolate. Andy! Here's uh hold on. I will That's I will Andy. answer for Andy real quick. Yeah. Uh here's my response to that answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Give me the 50 fake laugh all day. 12 wins is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I I'm with him. I would answer the exact same. I just <laughs> I don't see how it happens. Like, uh, like I understand. I, I understand. Well, they I am score very more much... points than the other team twelve times. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Fitz. I don't see how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, uh, I gotta, I gotta say, Mutz. So we uh, on my other podcast here, BetQL Boston. You can find it wherever you find your podcast. Not to plug it, but we had Mutz Sons on uh, every Friday. We do uh, Mutz, the little Mutz football thoughts. Uh, they're not going to be I around like tomorrow, so we had him on today. Mm-hmm. Uh, his youngest son Bennett said the Patriots uh, are going to go over eight and a half because they're going to score more points. And I said, that's better analysis Nailed than half the, st- uh, half the hosts at the station. Yes. In the entire uh, thousand, and ten, <laughs> thousand and ten percent. <laughs> that includes so, you, by the way. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> no, wow. you're part of the show. So I Black. understand I'm on the lower end for the Patriots. But, mm-hmm. like, 
I, I can realistic like in a world there I think there is a world, world where they could win ten or eleven games, but I think twelve is just that is. So does that world involve like Josh Allen tears his ACL yep. in August? Uh, oh. Devontae Adams decides, you know what, I'm going to pull an AB and never play for the Raiders. No, I just think the trade. I, like, all I think it is is Josh Allen gets hurt. Tyreek Hill goes, you know, a wall. Uh, no, I think it's Josh Allen gets hurt and Devontae Parker is like an All Pro receiver. That's all yeah, you need. Devontae Parker. Wait a minute. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then and, it's not as far no, away as you're and, making it sound. And your Ooh. cornerbacks are really good, oh, which I might have to is another big question. Get the cold shower yeah, he's more positive than he thinks. If all it's going to take is a Josh Allen injury, which I don't could see happen, that happening. But no one sees that happening, yeah, okay, but fair. it can happen. Yeah. If it all, and then Devontae no Parker. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. All pro. I said all pro, not pro bowl. But he's looked all good. Pro. And he once had a 1,200-yard season. Once. Yeah, I know once, but if he gets it, if he can do it once, he can do it again. But again, if if he's an All Pro receiver, that means he played seventeen games, and he probably has like fifteen hundred yards. Yeah, but if that's only two things. Oh my word! Well, and that I said the cornerbacks have to be good. Well, you added that when I mocked you. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> but like the more I think I about it, I you into that. that. True. Okay, Fair. thank you. That's how it happened. Uh, I think basic. I think we can all do. Well, let's do this real quick. Uh, best case, worst case for the Patriots this year, as far as records go. I have them. Best case scenario, probably eleven and six. Worst case. Uh, five and twelve, but I'm leaning. But I said earlier, I think they're probably going to be a nine, ten win team. Maybe don't make the playoffs, but I think they'll be a scrappy out in all their contests this year. Shine, what do you got? Uh, I'll talk for Shine since he talked Sorry. to me earlier. Fitzy, text message. Fitzy, um, this is a problem for you. I agree a hundred percent. I think the absolute upside <laughs> is like right around eleven wins. Like everything goes great for them. And I think the downside is the five or six win range. And I think that's a very good objective analysis. I don't know why you're spewing it. You're supposed to be the super fan who stays positive. Fred Kirsch would say, best case scenario, Fred Kirsch, my former boss at Patriots.com, for those uh, six-string listeners who don't know. Fred Fred Kirsch would say, best case scenario, mm, 15-2. and Worst case scenario, they don't get a couple breaks, 11-6. and That's how it's done, Fitzy. (laughs) Yeah, I... uh... My personal opinion, I am sitting in the five to seven range. I think that is where they will will live. Uh, I think. Wait, best and worst are in the five to seven range? No, 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 no. I just think that's my general. I think worst case scenario, you're four and thirteen or whatever it is. I think best case scenario, you're ten and six again or ten and seven. Okay, so you're okay. you're not that so far we're all from kind us. Of, yeah, we're all kind I'm of not that mind far. on this one. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, guys. You know what? We can agree to disagree most of the time, but I think we can all agree, A, it's time to end the show, and Thank B, you. Put a bullet it's nice in it. for us all to be in the, same, in the same spot. All right, we're old in this show <laughs> had one thing in common. <laughs> They're over, and we put them down Deserved in the yard. a bullet. Nice job, Ouch. everybody. At Shime Time, at Jumbo Heart, and at Fitzy GFY, of course, the podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends so much more. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Poddoodle. Uh, son of Jarrell, Neil before pod, wherever you get your podcast and so much more. We appreciate you. Andy is on vacation for the next couple of weeks. So everyone take a Peace. big Bye, Andy. breath. So everybody take the Bye, next couple Andy. weeks off. Okay. No, we will soldier on. It'll be me and Shime and a series of special guests over the next couple of weeks. It'll be a good time. Enjoy your vacation, Andy. Time off. Well deserved and earned. Thanks for listening, everybody. Once again, to Six Rings and Football Things. We will talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Hell no.